Good morning. Hi, Walter. Hey. Full screen. Yes. Hmm. Does my uh, internet sound okay? Yeah, you sound okay. Okay. My the pictures are loading slowly. Hey, yeah, Carrie. The, the picture is oh, hey, a bit busy. Walter. Hey, man. Gary. And I see only the half face of you, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just had a, it's snowing here and I had to drive home, but I had to drive slow. So I haven't right. rushed yet or <laughs> set up everything right. <laughs> hmm. I think Paul's having internet trouble. That's a surprise. <laughs> Actually, at the beginning of Zoom, it was more of a challenge than more recent times. You've got different pictures on the wall, Mike. You mean the unusual? It's because yeah. I'm, I'm home alone. My spouse is away for the few days, and I get to sit where I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. The, the, that there's no that you've got the home for yourself, you mean? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Me and the cat. Oh, the cat. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, they can be terrible buddies. cats. What? They can be terrible cats. Yeah, not this one. She's really good. Mm -hmm. She's sweet. Mm. Yeah, Paul's still not connected. Is it snowing much in, in Holland, Walter? Not at all. No. Actually, actually, I was outside and uh, on the bicycle. It's cold and gray. Basically, it's that like that. And a lot of wind. Mm. I wish it was snowing. You like it better, yeah. Yeah, we're finally getting some more. It's pretty... Um, yeah, yeah, you you had some snow over there. Yeah? I saw some beautiful pictures from you in the, on the, in the back. Um, I'll go. Yeah, on my porch. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, your, your garden uh, was at the back. You know, yeah. it was beautiful with all the white trees, etc. Yeah, yeah, it's really neat here. Yeah, uh, it's has it's like record low snowfall here, but we still get some, and it covers stuff. You know, we only need a little bit to cover everything. Mm -hmm. So, and I think uh, New York is getting its first snowfall, uh, Manhattan, for the first time this year, this winter. Um, I, th I think LA, LA County got snow. Oh, that's right. My friend back in Livermore in the East Bay of uh, San Francisco Bay Area sent me a picture with the mountains. Oh, in the mountains, yeah, of course. Yeah. I assume the same thing for LA, right? I didn't assume it didn't mm -hmm. snow <laughs> in LA proper. Right. Uh, I better check with Paul. Hey, everybody. Hi, Emerson. Hey, everyone.
Who told you, Carrie, that it snowed in LA? Well, yeah. I'm on, I go on, I go on Zoom. I'm here. Zoom. I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> we already started the talk, so go just jump in. Yeah, can you hear me? Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we just, it's already began. You know, there's just, there's people here, so. You were going to forget about us? <laughs> <laughs> it was just coming to mind. <laughs> yes. Not bad. Mm -hmm. It was 12.57, three minutes. Three minutes in non-duality is an eternity. Yeah, three minutes. <laughs> you got to repeat so, what you said. We're basically talking about, uh, because we have a new character here, John. Yes, you don't mind. We're not talking at you, John. <laughs> we're talking through you, really, at the hopes. And so it's never personally directed, the message. It's described personally because the description is really about what you're not. So the knowledge is not you gaining knowledge, it's knowledge about you, that you that wants to gain knowledge, yeah? So it's, it's, a, it's a switcheroo, it changes the, a basic habitual direction that we very rarely have addressed, yeah? We're just looking this way, thinking that there's something here that's, a, a, you know, it's a precedent, it's set, it's this is the way it is. I'm an action figure, I'm reality, I'm the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, I'm thinking and I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts, <laughs> I'm doing shit I shouldn't be doing, yes, all this stuff. And why are you doing a lot of shit you don't feel like you should be doing? Obviously, that would be interesting to check out. It's, mm. It would imply that you don't seem to have any powers where you're not getting levers of what's really happening yeah i mean you don't want to have thoughts at two in the morning that wake you up do you it's <laughs> two in the morning that wake you up yeah but still <laughs> people to do hey hey honey how are you come on in we can yeah you know this is having a blast from an imagined past it's great yeah the only thing that's changed here is maybe the ammonia rich atmosphere. They don't wash the, the yeah. before you I don't know when you have a heart attack and they you just walk in the rooms. <laughs> the ammonia was very strong. So I'm gonna start once again. Oh come on in. Oh, more. Wow. We're having a about right. wow, the word. Are we giving anything for free today? <laughs> This is the Tupperware. You get a free set of Tupperware. If you can stay the hour, it's a big surprise. Oh, apple pie. Gluten-free biscotti, but that's all for me, motherfuckers. So, so, uh, oh, Amelia, uh, we've, we've uh, suspended Amelia. She's in an undisclosed location. Don't bring, don't bring her up anymore. Come on, John. Come on, you're afraid there's too many people here. <laughs> They're all surprised. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, we're going to start once again. Oh, so if there's any more people wanting to come, say it's SRO, standing room only. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start again. Yeah. Let's start that thing, take three. <laughs> All right. 
Okay, so we were speaking earlier about eight minutes ago. And we were using that, you ever, you've heard of, well, if you come to the talks, you may have heard we mention a movie called Moon, yeah? Which is, I'm gonna go over it again shortly. And in the movie Moon, there's a, a situation that the earth, it's in the, in the future, the earth has found uh, the minerals and the ores that it needs on moon to, to uh, run all of its technology. Yeah, so there's these giant farms on the moon that are harvesting this, this metal or whatever it is, yep. And so it's a huge, huge, mostly it's all automated, except there's one guy who supervises it. Yeah, it's a huge place. And this one guy in this little depot is a, a guy from Boston. He's got a family with two kids and he's been working, he had a five year commitment to work and he's, it's his last five days. And he's a Boston Red Sox fan. He has all these pictures and he, he's got a whole little life and he can't wait to get back to earth. And the last few months, he never gets in touch with his wife and two kids because there's radio static or shit like that. But he's hoping to get back there. And then there's an incident that occurs in one of like the, uh, like the silos, so to speak, of where they put the ore in these machineries. So he goes there and he finds this, uh, he sees something in a space suit and he grabs the person, he looks in and it's him. And it's, it looks just like him, you know? So he's a little bit, you know, this is strange. He puts it on the back of this little like uh, golf cart and he drives back to the main place, gets him in there, takes the thing off and the guy comes too and it looks just like him. And so now the guy, the new guy starts telling the old guy, hey, uh, you're not going back to earth in five days. You know what I mean? Uh, you're not from Boston, come on in. Uh, I'm not starting again, so come on in. You're not from Boston, you're not a Red Sox fan, you don't have two kids and a wife, yeah? You're a robot, like a clone, yeah? And the reason, you have this whole story is they realize the machinery works better if it has purpose and meaning and so it gives you a light right and so he's been living this story and he it isn't like he's been he's been there forever basically and his five-year commitment is when the robot dies yeah and it's never five days before he's never going anywhere so you would think this evidence, we get the message across and the sky looks just like him. That's telling him this whole story. So, but he's hearing this message, irrefutable, that he's a clone, but he's hearing it as the human program. So it's the, the message isn't getting through because it's getting diverted by the programming. So every time the, per the evidence is you're a clone, you're a clone, you're a clone, it gets diverted into you're the person, the Boston Red Sox fan, you got five days left. Yes. It's not, in other words, this isn't able to be altered, the programming. Yeah. It can be seen to be programming, which is what's happening in a weird way. So the guy realizes it ain't getting through. The other clone realizes it's not getting through because his human programming hasn't been whacked. This, the other clone, the programming got whacked, yeah? So now he goes, all right, let's forget all this talking. Come on down to the bottom of the ship. He goes there and there's these rows of you know, horizontal people and they're all the same face. 
<laughs> yeah. So basically, there's like a thousand clones, and then the clones can only have a certain shelf life, and then they pet and they just bring another one up with the same story. Five days, Boston Red Sox, two kids and a wife. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in. Yes. Hey, uh, yeah. I'll bring the dog in. Everything. Come on. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Oh, it's your service dog. Good. Yeah. We'll put it to work. Hey. Yeah. Now I'm getting suspicious of this talk. <laughs> Something's gonna happen. So the dog show or. Well, hey, we just had another, uh, I think a bus just dropped some people off. They were probably going to the Adyashanti retreat, something happened. They had a flat tire and they said, hey, wait a minute, a guy speaks here, but just included in the retreat. <laughs> what we don't want you to hear at the retreat. Because <laughs> then you may question the retreat. Who wants to do that? I want to question a lot of shit in the retreat. Do I want to question the retreat? Wait a minute. That's getting close to home. So wait a minute. I don't know. I'm not going to start again. So just you have to just I trust that you you can swim to the deep end of the pool. You're all right. All right. So I'm going to quickly go back for a second. We're using an example out of a movie called Moon. You ever hear of it? Yes, so you've seen it? Very good, eh? So here's the guy, the Moon guy. He's running that big uh, farm where they're harvesting the minerals to, to fuel the technology on Earth, yeah? And basically it's the one dude sitting on top and it's all automated basically, pretty much. And then there's that incident where he finds another person in one of the outposts or silos and he brings it back to uh, headquarters and it's him, yeah? So now he's confronted and he has a story that he's got five days left at work. He did a five-year commitment, which was, it's all bogus in a sense. And he's a Boston Red Sox fan. So it would really bother me watching the movie. <laughs> Boston Red Sox fan. I already hated the dude from that point on. But whatever, let's, let's not bring my personal opinion to it. So, and he has two kids and a, and a wife and, you know, and he's really, he can't wait to get back to earth, which he's never been to really. So, so he's got this story and then this, he brings this guy back and it looks just like him. And the guy starts breaking the news to him that you're not getting off in five days. There's no mom, there's no wife and two kids. The Red Sox suck. Even in this dream, they suck. And it's just a reality. No, no, there's no Red Sox and everything like that. So you would think that would do it, eh? because here's this dude looking just like you saying, telling you, you're not you. But this is where it goes into what we're sharing, attempting to share. We're not starting again. So let's go with this one. So, <laughs> so the guy is now telling him he's a clone, but what's receiving or grabbing or claiming that message is the human program. So it's not clone to clone. The, the, the communication is going to from clone to clone, but it's getting diverted or waylaid by the human program. Yeah. Now, 
In this case, because it's only a two hour movie, they got to speed it up. We're, we're here, this goes on for a long time. We're just going to go, the, the clone realizes it's not getting through to the clone. So he says, all right, come on down. And they go down into this uh, storage unit and there's, which the guy never even knew, the, the clone that got surprised. And there's like 5,000 of him there. Yeah. And so there's like super evidence that you're not going to earth in five days. You know, the whole thing has been programmed. And basically the program can't get out of the program. See, this is the dilemma that we're in, in a lot of cases, exactly. You come and hear about a lot of stuff and you feel like it resonates and shit, but basically the program overrides it in time. It can override it in timelessness, but in time it can seem to override it. It can appear to the clone that it's a human. Yeah. The human programming doesn't really override the clone. The clone is in the act of being identified as the human program. If he could see that, if he could get information about the human programming and receive it as the clone, it could be a quick invitation to the message. But the dilemma here is, is that intervention by the programming tends to claim whatever you hear and to claim that you're the hearer of it, which is the neutering of this message. This message is about hearing. It's not about being the hearer. What we're trying to hear is the message you're not the hero. Tell you the truth. Yeah. So obviously, to hear the message you're not the hearer would only come through hearing. It's not going to come through hearing that's been claimed as a hearer. Yes, that would neuter the message, wouldn't you think? So the, the message is like a living, pulsing message. And then if it turns into the hearer of it, that message is now neutered by the hearer of it. Yeah? The hearing of it facilitates it, the hearer of it neuters it. So that's the role we play, tell you the truth. The role in dreaming as the dreaming is everything seems to be true or false to us. Yeah, so we have it, we have experience, you know, I come from this action figure comes from recovery, yeah? Recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Well, we could go into that, but just to use that. So there, A lot of people, when you sit at meetings where you're in the act of recovering and with the hopes other people recover with you from this seemingly hopeless, people sometimes come in and they, ha they have a, a real like an altar in their little mental temple of what the worst thing that ever happened to them was. Yeah. And th there's been a praying to it and, you know, you know, tithing to it, leaving stories with it. Yes. Relationships and, you know, all this. And every, all the blame goes to that, the worst thing that ever happened. And then you're going to get changed, that which you are not. Yeah? What you are does not change, but what you are not changes. And this will change yeah, in contact with recovery. And some, a lot of people will realize the worst thing that ever happened to them was the best thing that happened, happened to them. So that's an extreme change, yes? The worst thing to the best thing. Now, there's no like time delay evolution of the worst thing turning into the best thing, obviously. There's no worst thing or best thing, it's the meaning we give it, 
Yes, yes, it's just simple dreaming 101. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has from like the Course in Miracle lesson to very important lesson, yeah? It's not like, oh, let's talk about that. No, it's an observation. Right now, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. We're not sitting there, I'm giving you meaning. No, it's not like a choice and you're the doer of it, but you're done to by it quite a lot. Yes, you're done to by it a lot. So here's this thing. So the worst thing turns into the best thing. Was it the worst thing? Obviously, no thing has an inherent thingness. It's empty. So whatever is empty can be filled through this subjective experience. And we're like the vehicle, we're like the, uh, the water container that's filling everything. Yeah. So we're like the meaning giver and it gets poured into things and then we act or we react to those things as if they're real and they have the ability to affect us. Yeah, it says it very clearly. You hear the Course in Miracles? You ever heard of it? Well, I, I didn't. Oh, all right. Well, I hope you don't now. 35 years. Oh, 35 years. Well, at ease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That's okay, I know. We're just going to talk a But so, yeah, so there is a statement in the Course. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the page or anything, but it says, and I may have changed it over the just my own little purposes. But it says, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Hey, Bubba. Yeah, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Now, I don't like the word dream because it sounds like a noun thing. But you and I are the dreaming of the dream. This is, a, this is the, they're presenting as the condition. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. We're not in a dream that we keep abiding. We're not someone else's dream we're not being imposed upon someone else's dreaming we are the dream of the dream yeah. then it says a very interesting statement we forget this wait a minute uh, how, how, how can the dreaming forget that it's dream? you would think while dreaming would initiate their constant recognition of dream dreaming yes if dreaming is a verb the verb would be the maintenance you'd be dreaming you would know if you were dreaming yes dreaming 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 just like you don't come upon you you know if you were running you would be constantly coming upon i'm running yes if yeah yeah when you're not running and you're identified with running you then you're a runner but in the running you would just be running running you wouldn't probably know you were a runner if you kept running so the dreaming is dreaming. Somehow it forgets it's dreaming. So this is where my humble suggestion jumps in. All right, so how could the dreaming forget that it's dreaming? It couldn't, truly, yeah? But in time, it could look like it did, yeah? So in time, a lot of shit can appear to be true. That's not true. So in time, so here's the, the uh, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. What established that establishes that forgetfulness of the dreaming? The identification as the dreamt. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the dreaming, yeah, now takes itself to be the dreamt. Seemingly, it can't. It doesn't become the dreamt. Yeah, and so therefore, there the idea I'm going to unbecome the dreamt is ridiculous. It never became the dreamt. It's dreaming still. And one of the parts of the dreaming is that it's the dreamt. Now, we don't see that as the part of the dreaming, but it is. The dreaming is dreaming that it's, it's the dreamt. It hasn't become the dreamt. It's dreaming it. We're missing most of that. 
And so here, okay, so what happens now that the dreaming is taken to be the dream? It gives everything all the meaning it has. And now what it's giving meaning to, it gives it the ability to affect it. So now I provide an ass so this all this shit can bite me in the ass, basically. So what is that called? Uncaused effects, yes? Uncaused effects. What is an uncaused effects? It's an act in dreaming. Just like at night, you may be super afraid of that tiger that's in the dream, but when you wake up in the morning, you're not afraid of it, yes? Yeah. What, what's different? <clears throat> what's different? You're not taking the tiger to be real. When you were taking the tiger to be real, it had a seeming reality to cause an effect, but was that cause of that effect wasn't that causeless because you woke up and there wasn't a tiger, yes? See, but here we don't have a morning. The night dream can be seen as a dream. It's not seen as a dream while the dreaming is going on. It's seen as a dream by the waking up. You wake up and then you, wow, wait a minute. Yeah, I wasn't impoverished. I'm not destitute. It happens with people in recovery. They think they get loaded. And then they're thinking, I don't want to raise my hand as a newcomer <laughs> that when they wake up and then they finally realize I didn't drink, but it, in the dreaming, it seems so real. They went out. Yeah. But there were the effect they were experiencing was uncaused. They did not go out. Yes. Uncaused effects. What are uncaused effects? Dreaming. And this is the awakened dreaming. Yeah. We're giving everything all the meaning it has to affect us. We don't see that. We don't see. All we see is the affecting us and our strategies not to it for it to affect us or to resent that or whatever. Yes. Or to have a huge story about how everyone's imposing their fucking will on me. All that is all rooted in the missing the delivery system, which is you gave everything all the meaning it has and you gave it the meaning that it could affect you with it. And therefore, that's your day. Yeah. Yes or no? Yes, it's a pretty good diagnosis. What do you do about it? Nothing. You just see it because you don't see what would want to do something about it is that which is being affected by these uncauses. So you see it just like if someone is flipping out about next week. Uh, are you really being helpful by sitting with them and going over okay or would the true experience of trans compassion be leave them with their own devices because there is no next week. Yeah, so the best solution to next week is not an application of a solution is is seeing the impossibility of next week. And how you got the perfect place to stand to see it because it's happened something's happening now. You got five anchors, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, knowing how insanely crazy we are. It gave us five fucking anchors to root into so that just by the modicum of consciousness, you know, you can be completely out to lunch and still notice this, that you're here. Yes. And that would be a huge immunity to falling for the advertisements that are based on what's happening. But if you're seemingly, a, if what you take yourself to be is actually what's not happening, you're not going to be able to discern truth from false. 
you're going to take a lot of false evidence to appear real. And you, there's going to be a, re, a reaction to that. And trains of circumstances are going to be set off. And they'll probably bring you misfortune you feel you don't deserve. And then you get a giant phone bill calling people bitching about it constantly. Yes. It's just like in recovery. I've met hundreds of people. Yeah, hundreds of hundreds of people. And basically, I've met two people, one person, all alcoholics. Jim, alcoholic, Bill, alcoholic. And what was talking to me was not Jim or Bill, it was alcoholism. And I know, and I'm a, an incredible soothsayer, fortune teller about an alcoholic. I know you're going to be fucked. Yeah, I can probably guarantee it. I would, I would, I would wager a bet if you keep on going where you're going and do it, you're going to be fucked. Why? Because I was fucked. Yeah. And I don't see any difference because I haven't met very few new people in AA. I've met a lot of alcoholics. I've met alcoholism quite a lot, a lot. I've been called up by alcoholism quite a lot, usually after it drinks, not before it drinks. Before it drinks, you can actually hear Peter or Bill. After it drinks, it's all fucking alcoholism. It's the same person over and over again. Email, same person, call, same person, fucking same people. Because they're, the, system, the system has been overridden. Yeah. Now, the system being overridden feels very unique and special, terminal unique. But they're basically, I spent two years in a program. And thank God they never saw me as Paul. They saw me as a fucking addict. And they treated me as an addict should be treated. And I thrived in that institutional setting. Now, I took offense quite a lot from Paul. But basically, they didn't buy Paul because they'd seen plenty of fucking Pauls. And they were all addicts. And they saw the addict and they dealt with the addict. And I did a lot better with them running my life than it did with Paul running my life. Why is that? This is all rooted in the message, man. In recovery itself is what has defeated us. So in our view, selfing is what has defeated us. And it's even more prior to the solution of self because in selfing, there is no self. See, when most people obsessed with self, they start from a point of they're already a self. And usually that only leads to one possibility. I want to get out of this as much as possible at, for as long as possible because it's somewhat unbearable. So then you get captured in this huge net, all think the same kind of fish, all thinking they're uniquely terminally different by the same net of self can't get out of self. The human programming can't get out of the human program. Yes? You see the human programming by somewhere else because awareness precedes every presentation here. Awareness, the sense of being or I amness, yes? We can see from there. We see everything from there. But usually in time, that clarity of seeing gets turned into you looking, which is a blindness to the fucking seeing. And really, a lot of it's being supported by spiritual pursuits. They're supporting a blindness to the basic inherent condition because you're looking for it. You're looking for it with it. You're looking for awareness with awareness. You're looking for it with itself. That's why it doesn't work. Now, you, you can agree or disagree, but this is the underlying information of this message. 
this message is, as a great master said, Ramana Maharshi, the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. Now, when reality is wanting to attain reality, that first reality is called Paul, John, nor Chris. And to Paul, John, nor and Chris, it can make complete sense that John, Paul, Chris should fucking spend a lot of time trying to attain reality because it doesn't like the reality it seems to be in. But you're not John, Paul, Chris, or Bill. You are reality and the greatest mystery from the fucking mouth of the godfather of non-duality, Ram Maharshi, is the greatest mystery is you, reality, aka Paul, Chris, John, John, yeah, wanting to attain reality. It's the greatest mystery, yeah, because it's completely illogical, but in the mental logic, it makes total sense because the mental logic has you as a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yes, and you're not. So, I mean, you can try to pick a fight with it. It doesn't matter. It's just to be honest about it. It's just, that's the programming. And this is not artificial intelligence. This is programming. It's not evolving. This, this idea of you as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, isn't going to become a service animal. It isn't. It's not your amigo in the story. It isn't. You see it as other so that you see, see, when a part is claiming to be the whole, you'd like to sort of see it as a part. So maybe it will get into the flow. This part of what we are, if you want to call it, because everything is a part of us, is constantly saying it's the whole of us. So you better fucking look at it or you're going to be looking from it. Yeah? Yes. So this is the message, a simple message. That guy, the clone, saw it at the fucking thing. The old clone that saw it's a clone. When he started listening, the other guy just said, fuck this, let's go down. I'm going to show you 2,000 of you. And, if, and then hopefully, if the movie took on a new direction, the rest of the movie would have been warning the clone about how the human programming is claiming everything that it's being introduced to, including this message about you're a clone. The human programming is claiming it. What? Yes. I don't feel like I'm choosing that. You're not. It's mechanical. You're not this. This idea of volition is part of the programming, obviously. Yes? You idea that you, we pontificate, I'm going to go this way or that way. You usually go the way you go, and then you come up, I chose to go this way or that way. This way. We're like, we're, we're like running after the... We're, we're never at the scene of the crime, basically. But we have a story, and the story absorbs every all the information. And instead of admitting something and fitting itself around the information, it takes the information and fits it around it. Yes? So now non-duality is another fucking spiritual practice. Another path. It's not a path. It's not an experience. I had a non-dual experience. Who the hell is telling me that? <laughs> For someone to report an experience, it's got to be something else. So when people would call me, oh, I disappeared for three weeks. Well, who's telling me that? Yeah. If you truly disappeared, you wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be a noticing issued out like a, like a blanket for, uh, email. I've disappeared. Don't try to find me. It's a very... Uh, 
Once you ever had epiphany, you ever been involved in epiphany? Yeah, many of us have. They gave it a name, but epiphany would be to me, you would be in a familiar sort of linear type of situation, and then something would intervene, and everything just, well, just whatever. Yeah. And uh, one of the ones I had was very cool because I had two witnesses when it occurred, which is good. A child, which is very good, they're very honest, and then this lady I was with, and um, I remember it, and uh, I noticed I've had many of those free samples, and it usually ends with the coinciding of this line of thought: "I'm having an epiphany." <laughs> yeah. So usually you hear about how great a party is, but when you get there, it sucks. Now everyone's trying to figure out how can I keep the party great and me be there? It ain't gonna work. Yeah, you're not gonna be there to experience your own absence. You're not. You're not gonna write a blog about it probably. You'll lose all interest in it because it's dog shit awareness really. It's quite ordinary. That's why people aren't in interested in it really, truly, because people will sign up for 50 years of becoming something, but the recognition of an immediately being something is very uninteresting. <laughs> Let's uh, move on from that. Yeah, because it leaves the doer without a lot of doing, yes? It leaves the feeler with, what am I gonna feel? Yes, it threatens, not the feeling, the seeing, the hearing, the tasting, the touching, the hearer, the feeler, the taste, the toucher, the thinker. That's what it threatens. And most shit doesn't. Most shit does not threaten it. Most shit takes the assumption of the mental state as a starting point. And that's why I don't think they work. This non-duality just does not give an inch. It's sort of like that desert tortoise. The coyote can run around it as long as it wants. It's not coming out. It's not gonna get, it's not gonna get any meat. And the coyote gets it pretty quick and, and splits, yes? So this is not an experience. You're not gonna be there to get it because you've never been here, to tell you the truth. What? Yeah. So, and it's not like a focused laser beam attention into the light and then you merge into it. It's really a dispersing. It's a relaxed awareness, it truly is. It's sort of like uh, the panoramic becomes more emphasized than the myopic, really. So just like in this Zoom, in the Zoom, there's a bigger square that holds the little squares, yeah? So here there's five, uh, 20 squares, okay? Each one having their own story, but not knowing that they're one in many of the squares. And there's a square, but so we would call the big square the context and the little square is the content. Yes. Now the content cannot, well, the content for it to be the super emphasized, it's in a denial of the context to make itself so important. It can't have that overall importance of what's holding everything, obviously. Yes. So it's drive the myopic may tell a story we would love to know the panoramic but has really no interest in the panoramic yeah unless it can myopicize it whatever i don't know if that's a word so but the panoramic sees the myopic the myopic does not see the panoramic it doesn't want to see it but this panoramic includes the myopic so you can see the content from the context i don't you cannot see context from context 
but you can see content from context. And I believe as Jesus says, let's say you're in this square of Zooms, uh, but you're not of it. So you are, uh, you are of the context, yet you're seemingly appearing in and seeing everything else that's in the context, yes? But where what we see as in the content doesn't mean we're of that. And so these people show up like Jesus. Someone says, hey, listen, we're not arguing that there is, you know, you're in this world. Yeah, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Yes. This is not a denial of the wor world. It's a negation of the emphasis of the world by seeing it from the of. Yeah. The in trying to de-emphasize the in doesn't go anywhere to me. I think it's just, you get weird folks, you know, sticks up their ass and they're looking at every pronoun. I, Nima, you know. They see the they see the far the tree, but not the forest. I feel this is just a, a relaxed and in time the migration is a loss of interest in these. Let's just say uh, the lo loss of interest in the mental processes, and then a gaining of interest, and you'll find out. Let's just see where it goes. But you will be observing. It, and you'll be expressing what's changing, yet not as the cause. Yeah? So you'll see that something is doing for you what you couldn't do, which is trying to find the context from the content. This is just seeing you're not the content and there you are, context, yes? And when it reveals that there you are, it's always been that way. You've never not been context, yes? It's sort of like the famous yoga thing of gone, gone, gone to the other shore upon arriving on having never left. Yeah. That's really the message. So, yeah, pack, pack, a, you know, pack a lot of bags. You're going to be on a long spiritual journey. And when you arrive, it's going to tell you on having never left. Yeah. So. Did it, did it bring you to that place? No, its value was when it brought you to that place, the place told you it's always been this way. So therefore what we value and are looking for success, the success they have is by failing. Yes. So spirituality is fantastic because you, it will fail you. And then you'll be here maybe, or you'll be somewhere else or you'll just, you know, you'll drop off the whole situation and just be chilled out, you know, farming or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, telescopic goals will be sort of, hey, you know, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, <clears throat> this has just been my, you know, I've observed great changes by doing nothing. Yeah, just sitting at satsangs, either in one position or the other, it doesn't matter. And profound changes occurred without me moving a finger. Yes, and this is why a lot of times what you really, you don't really, uh, you'd like to move the mountain into disappearing than to see that there is no mountain. Yeah, because you feel like everything has to be earned and done and this it's not you, it's the system. The system doesn't believe uh, it's got to be a lot of sweat and effort. But have you seen 
do you believe consciousness demonstrates any thought or effort being conscious? Then why would you think thought and effort would bring you to that which demonstrates no thought or effort? And like we say, the head loves to play God. And we were talking on another Zoom and a guy was sitting there going, wait a minute. Every time I get ready to meet God, I get the candles, get the gong. I said, wait a minute. Fucking the head's playing God about God. Exactly. Exactly. Who's telling you about your progress? Is it God or is it you, your head? Yeah. So this is just, uh, you know, it's not only seeing the emperor with no clothes. That's not enough. You see the emperor with no clothes, which gives you the eyes to see the emperor with no clothes wearing clothes. Yeah. So you now start recognizing uh, what you're not, even though it's got a large wardrobe to keep changing its look. You see the same old, same old after a while. And seriously, this is a, I wanted to touch upon this. It just came on me again. Because this is, this, we have ideas of knowledge, yes? So there's a knowledge. And uh, I remember I met this man, Ramesh Balsakar, like a long time ago. I went there because he was 85 at the time, went to India, because I was moved by his book, Who Am I? Not Who Am I, Who Cares? I was moved by it. It was a very good, uh, it did something. So I went to see him, and uh, I didn't know that he was bored sharing with the people that were there. So if a new person came, they put him right in front of him to sort of prime the pump. You know, really. So I was the sacrificial lamb that day. And I didn't, I forgot all about this, but someone sent me a video of it. And I don't look at videos usually, but she says, you gotta watch this video. So I did. And I heard my voice. I was like, I remember that day. And so he was asking me, it was very beautiful. He says, do you have a place to stay where you live in, you know, in America? I go, yeah, I think so. I have a place to stay. You have a job? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all right. So listen, let's say, uh, when you go to work, do you forget that you have a house? I go, no. This, do you have to chant, I have a house, I have a house? No. Are you afraid that if you spend overtime, you may, you know, by six, you will forget yet? No, I don't. I have a house. I know that. Yeah. It's a knowledge I have. That doesn't, and uh, does, does it weaken if you're farther away? Like if you're in Italy or something, you forget that you have a house easier than if you were in San Rafael. No, I don't. Doesn't seem to have any effect on distance. Yeah, or time. Doesn't seem to have any effect on this knowledge. I have a house. You know, I know I have a place to live. Yes, simple. And it's sort of like, this is the kind of knowledge this message is about. It's that ofness of knowing something before knowing. And it's like this thing, we always use this example because it's, it's appropriate. I was in Istanbul. I had been traveling for quite a while and I definitely did not have a house or a floor, F-L-O-O-R. And while we were sightseeing, someone brought us to a rug emporium and they brought us into the emporium and they offered us Turkish coffee and I took the apple juice. And we sat down and then all these guys, people started bringing these rugs, beautiful fucking ones, twists, throwing them in, the light was hitting them. But I was not going to buy a rug because I had that knowledge I had no flaw, F-O-O-R. Now, it went on for three hours and I, it could have gone on for 30 days. I was never going to break because I don't have a flaw. 
And they were trying to talk me into, we can fold it up so we can put it in your backpack. I'm not going to Thailand with a fucking Oriental rug, you know? I mean, the absurdity. So I could have sat there really for weeks. I was not buying a rug, yeah? Why? Based on the knowledge, I don't have a flaw, yeah? This is what this message is like. And, it's, and the fortification of that is the negation of what we're relying on now, what we're resting on now, what we believe is our flaw of reality, which is being a long lasting independent separate entity who's being imposed by thoughts because you're, you're presented as the thinker of those thoughts. Yeah, you can disown as much as you like. If you have a son or a daughter, they're gonna run up to you. Yeah, if I go to a fucking park today and there's 20 kids there and one of them's mine, my attention's going to go to my kid. Yeah. What do you think's happening in your head? Thoughts are appearing. And unbeknownst to us, there's another thought that appears, and that is I'm the thinker. Now, the thinker seems to imply it has all the other thoughts, which is just another thought, but we fall for that. And now my thoughts can ruin my day. Your thoughts can't ruin my day, but the same thoughts that are ruining your day, if I held them as mine, they could probably ruin my day. So it's not the thoughts, obviously. There's the ownership of something. You've got to see the role we play here. Yeah, the meanings aren't just randomly being thrown like spaghetti on the wall. There's certain conditions that, that let's say, uh, reinforce or give a stronger permission for certain stuff to come through. When those conditions change, certain things that used to thrive in the, the previous conditions don't. It's sort of like, you being changed from an acidic base to an alkaline base. What thrives in acidic base doesn't like the alkaline, yeah? I'm telling you, the traveling lighter through thoughts is seeing they're not yours, yeah? How are you going to see that as the thinker? You're not. The thinker would be like Dracula. It will go on all the fucking vampire hunts. It will. Yeah, because it will disguise itself by pursuing, oh, I really want to get rid of all these thoughts. No, it doesn't. What's the weakness is at the thinker. You're not going to weaken the thoughts. You weaken them by seeing you're not the thinker. So that's fucking simple. And I'm telling you this because I've watched it. I watched it. I've had the extreme example of it in recovery. When I went into recovery to begin with, you would be sitting there in a room and man, the terminal uniqueness was unbelievable. I was like in a fucking M&M shell and my, and that chocolate had melted ago, <laughs> like just empty. But man, I had a thick shell of thinking no one feels like I do. No one thinks like I do. No one's done the heinous things that I've done. Yes. And then I would listen to people share their thoughts, their feelings, and their experiences. And I could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? Or oh, they're not my thoughts. So one of the first breakthroughs was seeing a large swath of the thinking as alcoholic thoughts, yes? And I felt more space, something I didn't even know. You know, if you had saran wrap around you, you wouldn't know it until it was removed. So here you are, suddenly a couple of the things got moved and I started to see, hey, wait a minute. 
these are alcoholic thoughts. Wow, and a much different reaction to that. And then with the non-duality, it brought me, it, I left the domain of the thoughts to the thinker, to the one thought that seems to rise above the others. And that's the sweet spot, really. That's where the real relief is. It's not in the thoughts, it's in the thinker. Because if they're not mine, there's going to be a loss of interest in them. They are, seriously. And you may see it as a loss of interest in other people's thinking first. <laughs> but it inevitably gets back home and you'll see it as your, your thoughts. Uh, you know the truth by, you know the solution. You know the problem by the solution, really. I mean, you want relief. I don't want to be right about this at all. I could care less. I just want to be relieved of all this shit. Yeah. And in a way that doesn't demand a lot of work. I don't want to have to pick boxes up, put them out, and the next morning they're back again. I don't want it. It's like the rolling the, hill, the stone with syphilis, whatever. I don't want to, I'm not into that too much. I believe truthfully that traveling lighter can be a basis of contentment and satisfaction before looking for anything else. You know, you're content and satisfied and then what comes, comes, what goes, goes. Yes, you have the ability and it's not, it's, it may be newly found, but it's inherently available. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a simple message. It can be repeated a lot. Uh, it's not to you. We're not trying to talk to you, obviously. In this view, you're an obstacle of the message. So we're trying to talk through you or over you or under you. And I know I can miss you because I can see you. You're not 30 feet high. If I throw a little higher, you can't get up, especially in this position, yes? So I know, and if I'm aiming at hitting that which is everywhere, I can't miss. All I gotta do is miss you. So basically, we're trying to miss you and speak to that which we are, that which is hearing, not the idea of being the hearer, that which is seeing. We have to do that for ourselves, Well, it's not, I don't like the word doing at all. Okay. Things will happen. Right. Yes, I don't think you have to do anything really. And the more you, the, what you think you'll have to do will change. Uh, the, the requirements uh, drop because they're usually coming from the uh, human programming side. Yes. What I found is you have to let everything before the transition. That's what I found. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, what, I, what that means exactly, I think, is dependent Yes, I think you can make peace with what cohabitates the space. Yes. I, I believe. Yes, yeah, so thoughts occur. So what? Yeah, they're grazing over there and uh, what's not happening. They're grazing over here, it's fine, you know? I don't see any vanquishing or killing or getting rid of or anything. I see uh, just a loss of interest and then something now that used to be used to uh, enslave you in this day enriches your day. Yeah, without any effort or thought. I mean, I don't think about this at all. I just show up and then it comes through or it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't ponder. I tried to in the beginning and it told me whatever that is, where it says, 
do not try to improve yourself, Paul. First of all, it's a, a fruitless endeavor. You're not going to change. And instead of write, writing, you know, reading scriptures, it's read Yankee blogs and go to thrift stores. Don't go to temples. <laughs> no, that's what I do. I haven't done much to improve myself. I work a little. I work out a little. Yeah, <laughs> just because of the body. I have to. I got run over twice by a car. I have to take care of it a little bit. But yeah, yeah. And uh, but whatever, however it happens to you, because it already ha was. So it can look like I had to let go of everything for before it happened. That's how it's looking in your artistic project. To others, it's like everything, nothing changed, and yet the total, it doesn't matter because it's what's before is determining the pre, it's a, it's a pre-chosen effect already. You've never not been free, yes? I mean, it's not like, so you may want to have a heroic Herculean story, or you may, you know, quit after the sixth heroic challenge of her what was it the 12 usual bucket six too much you know just walk off the course and that's it yeah. uh, it may not be shown in the spiritual papers but you, you know you won the race so to speak by not racing yeah you know what i mean so yeah but what whatever it is you know it wasn't really done by anything yes it's the most beautiful feeling ever when you get to that point, it's, yeah, it's such an incredible leap into into our evolution. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost shocking when it happens to be the I it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't. There wasn't a leap with me. There was just a uh, piece here, because I wanted to get out of here since I've been six. Tell you the truth, I've used a lot of different. I didn't, but there was a wanting to escape this mortal coil since I was young through a lot of endeavors like drug use and spirituality. And uh, it just dawned on the action figure years ago, uh, the wisdom of no escape. I'm not getting out of an imaginary place. So I'm here completely because I'm not here. Seriously, if I was here and this was here, I'd want to get out of here. I'm not into here. <laughs> you can sell it as much time you want. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. Um, but I'm here because it's the wisdom of great of no escape. Wisdom of no escape, you can't get out of an imaginary place. That's right. So this is not about, see, there's movements in this bizarre world. And one of them is trying to get into what you're not out of. And then the other one is trying to get out of what you're not in. So this is just a common sense recognition. And I feel it as a very disarming quality yeah, mm -hmm. for me. I mean, if I, if, if would have, uh, I probably would have leaped before the leap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like had it with all the, yeah. So. Where you kind of did. Yeah, yeah, kind of did. So yeah, but hey, I'm really happy to I'm very surprised. Anyone's birthday today? No. <laughs> I'm suspicious of my newfound popularity. <laughs> it could have been a contender. You didn't support me in the beginning. No. All right. So uh, and have you been able to hear us over here? Yeah. 
Yeah, great, great. Uh, anybody have any questions? And we'll take, we're on a Zoom also. We'll take questions. Well, there's my phone, don't answer that. Oh, Matthew. So Matthew's asking a question. So I, I love the analogy of the lion and the sheep. Hey, everyone. And uh, so the lion was living as a sheep. And as in, in my case, I was irritable, restless, and discontent living that way. And I was trying to get out of that because I knew something wasn't right. And so I finally meet the lion who grabs me and shows me I'm a lion. Yeah. I'm not a sheep. And then I, I'm accepting that. I see the sheep brain trying to intercept my thinking that I'm sheep experience, having a lion experience, but I'm like, no, I'm a lion. But now I I live, you know, married with to a sheep and I have a half sheep, half lion kids that are dealing with you know, I just don't run away with the Lion that told me I come back to yes, my yes, life with yeah. that action figure that yeah. has responsibility yeah. with my life. So now I make a man. I want to say, like, look, I that wasn't me. That was a I, I'm, a, I'm a lion, but I was thought I was a sheep. And I look, I did all these things because I was irritable, restless, and discontented. I just want to tell you, I'm sorry for doing that way, but now I know I'm a lion living as a lion and I, I want to have relationships with you so I want to apologize for what the and I, I acknowledge what's happened and I can then travel wider because I'm now able to be in relationship as a lion yeah with the is that analogy whole yeah 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 well you can tell more than me because are you feeling it or what? Yeah, there you go. That's all that matters. Yes, of course. Now, and the point is, we like in recovery, we like to say we're not in the outcome business. So you just put out what you need or feel like you need to say, and it's let go of the results. Or if you can't do that, see you're not that which is wanting to control the results. Yeah. Yeah. Detached from the lion who was irritable, who was thinking it was a sheep, irritable, restless, and discontent. I'm detached from that image. Of Great. Yes. Well, there you go. That's traveling lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the sheep can only travel so light. It's got certain uh, uh, defining aspects. Yes. Yeah. But to have the sense that you're not a sheep with that sense of the I am, and let's call it lion, that's to me is the the engine of traveling lighter. Yeah, as what? As a sheep. You're not traveling lighter as the lion. You're traveling lighter as the appearance of the sheep. Mm -hmm. And what's bringing the uh, traveling lighter to the sheep wasn't done by other sheep or by the sheep. It's by the knowledge that it's a lion to before uh, any time or any other things come into the equation, yes? That you are a lion and that's that. It wasn't, and the whole thing we share about a dream at night where you have a five second dream of drinking a Slurpee 
And then the next night you have a, a, a epic 300 year, 12 incarnations, reincarnations, whatever. To wake up takes the same amount of time. Yeah. So the time only had value in the dream. When you wake up, you see the value in the dream, but you don't see it now, or you see its lack of value, which that's like seeing the emperor with no clothes. When you see time without an effect, it reveals a lot. Yes. So you see that, and that is what that knowledge is like an echo from the bedrock that's already there. That's what we're trying to imply. There's a knowledge in us that isn't an empty vacuum. It's that's that's it. It's an emptiness, but with some something. And trying to acquire knowledge may, is sometimes a disservice to that. Yeah. And the idea of, you know, the idea of having a house and not forgetting it because you're at work or you go to a foreign country to work or you work more hours because this knowledge isn't based on time. Yes, it's not based on something or every second you need, no, it's in the silence just as much as this peak experience, yeah? But that knowledge is, is the bedrock of all of us, the I am, yeah? And before have, yeah. Paul, so Paul is going to continue on as the story here, but the I am is going to be an emphasis, an unsuspected resource. Nonetheless, a resource is now suspected. So there you go. You woke. You don't. You don't wake up. You wake up to the in as the of. You don't wake up. We're all awake. It's not like oh. Um, your believing you're not awake doesn't change the fact that all we are is awakeness or awareness, let's call it, yes? So this idea here, you can seem to be awake to that or you can seem to be asleep to that. It doesn't change to that, awakeness, it doesn't. And the charade of being asleep to it, even cast in time in 80, 90 years, I mean, it's not a joke that lasts long in a weird way, does it? I mean, basically, and then inevitably, the fact is the fact is the fact, yeah? So the idea that, you know, I seem to be asleep and I seem to be awake is on a basis of awakeness, yeah? This is the dreaming. So there's dreaming of being asleep and there's dreaming of being awake. It hasn't changed the fact of the awakeness. Yeah, it may allow you to travel lighter here as an event, but this event is finite. It's, is it leaving a lasting mark on, on the, uh, the wall of eternity? No. Yeah. Yeah, so. And yeah. the nice thing, Paul, is it's, it's on having never left, because when the lion who was living as a sheep and thinking of the sheep wakes up to the fact that it's a lion, it was always a lion. Yes. So it had never left. It's now just see, dog shit, lion shit. Awareness. And see what the head does. The head tries to say you've always been a self. Right. But it's tinny. And it has to constantly reinforce that because there's no bedrock. The other, it's just the obviousness. When you keep, when you arrive, it tells you on having never left. And it's always been this way. It's not how the head is trying to assume a fact 
by constantly obsessing over the historical nature of it. See, the feeling is not becoming self, it's you already are one. That's manufactured. When you hit, when, when, some, when the context is hit or reverberates, it tells you very clearly it's always been this way. Yes, so there was never a period of being a sheep. It was, the, it was lying all the way through, but there was these episodes of sheeping, yeah, sheeping, yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. the spiritual awakening of happy, joyous, free. As a result, and now you're aware you're alive, you also are alive. And the irritable restlessness and discontent sort of dropping away, it melts away. Well, the thing is, awakening implies that you are not awake. This awakening informs you you've always been awake. So is it an awakening? No. See, here in time, it looks like an awakening. But what you awaken to has always been awake. So there's, not a, there's no event called awakening. That's the timelessness. Yes, that's the value. Because some people get stuck in having that sense of awakening. And then a, month, a year later, they become unawake. They've done something. Now they've lost the awakeness. It's insane. It's fucking incredible. It was. It's like becomes a, a heavier cross than anything else. I really fucked up. I was awake for a while. What did I do? Oh fuck! I've unawakened myself. And that's the effort. That was a claiming of the awakeness and making it a temporary event so it could reflect you instead of the the fact of of. Uh, ordinariness that it is, which is we awake to the fact we're already awake. Yes, you can say that. And how do you do that through negation of what you think you're awake to and calling it a reality? You there's a negation of that and then there's an awakening, yeah, through that negation to that which is always awakened. I've had it, I, I swear, I remember there and then uh, got one of those juicy free samples and it just informed me second letter and it's always been this way so it negated all my stories of the stairway to heaven and you know getting stopped on the 15th case and falling back and someone came with a mystical rope and pulled me no it's always been that's a story i like it but it's not it's just a story the the awakeness has given liberty to being attached to stories that's the, it's like a it, it's like a, a garden of art that whatever all of us think we can make it oh yes this was the night it happened or whatever it, it's, it's every night it's always been happening but yes so what it's great yes you made a leap you, you saw everything I did nothing changed and you know yeah when some people tell me I don't see anybody they saw a body. When I'm looking, I don't see anybody. For them to say that, they have to be seeing a body. <laughs> to say they're not seeing a body. If you weren't seeing a body, you'd never fucking say it. <laughs> I don't see anyone as a body. Yeah, that would, okay. <laughs> I see all of you. You're not a body. You know, just to me, it didn't work. I swear. There's certain stuff that doesn't work, you know, that... If you're in the same condition and you you meet everything from that same condition, uh, an imitation will look like an order. You know what I mean? And then you start beating yourself up with the stick of perfection that you should be awake or enlightened and all this shit. It becomes another form of slavery. 
and using like this, the spiritual totems, the whack you done. I've seen in these meetings, a lot of people would have been much happier if they never heard the word awakening and definitely much happier if they didn't hear the word enlightenment. Because enlightenment, one of the definitions is cessation of all suffering. And when the, when the human programming hears it, it uses it for suffering. It causes suffering with the word enlightenment. You don't, how can you not see the opposite of that? The whole, it's using a thing which its definition is the cessation of all suffering to produce suffering. What do you need like 8,000 examples? One example can tell you the whole thing. They're all the same fucking principle. You see it once, you see it 800 times, it's the same thing. Yes, one can take you just as far as 800. You see it and then the mind expands. What? Yeah, this is what happened. When I was struck sober, given up all hope to ever change, spent two years in a program. They told me that period in my life was over. I was hoping they were right. I went back out pretty quickly. 10 months, I was on a, just like surfing the bottom, uh, just had lost all hope, fucking all hope completely. I was just trying to avoid uh, institution jails and death just by just staying obliterated. I didn't care, just didn't want to be here. And then in the pursuit of that, at a regular day at the office, I came out of a blackout, which is sort of like, you know, you parachuted behind enemy lines, you come to and you're looking, no one, everyone has seen you, you, but you feel you haven't been here, really. You were just replaced by another clone for 12 hours. Seriously, and the clones are jealous. They won't brook another clone put before the other clones. So when the old self came up, it, so I've been out, I don't remember 15 hours, but I bought tickets. I fucking probably made love to my girlfriend. Everyone was calling me Paul, but there was no sense of Paul. So it's just, a, it was like one of the clones. It took time to get the clone up from the cellar to take the place of Paul. And actually the, the self that represented me in blackouts did better than my other self. <laughs> I didn't get arrested much in blackouts, nor did I get run over by a fucking car. So basically, it was doing better than the old one did. But so here, so what happened was I'm in a trailer park drinking a bottle of Royal Gate Vodka. It's the same as Smirnoff, but with a different label in the West Coast, pretty much. Same bottle, same size, I think, and they just put a different. So it tastes so much different. <laughs> so there I was. Yeah, there I was and um, drinking a bottle of Royal Gate Vodka. And as I'm sitting across from someone who I don't never met before, or I remember meeting, and I'm looking at him, and he had a big head, and a bulbous nose, and varicose veins on his cheeks and stuff. And I said to myself, "This guy's a bum," you know. And lo and behold, he was looking at me like I was a bum. And life intervened. Yeah, like we say, no human power, and in my case, no human power could deliver the message of recovery. I wasn't getting it. And uh, wham, a whack, yeah? The screen just cleared like an extra sketch. And then the first thing that was written in capital was like a CNN news left flash and it was, I'm fucked, yeah? <laughs> Which was true. 
There was a lot of denial keeping that away from the system, but it was an obvious fact. And then another statement underneath, and I'm not managerial quality, very important. And so whacked it. And then the thing, hey, honey, this thing kept coming. Come on, uh, I don't think. I'm just, uh, I'm at the point of getting struck sober in the old story. So uh, whack, screen comes off, new thoughts show up. The thoughts uh, get me to leave that place. I call up the program that I had been in. They were, they were getting my newsletter for the last 10 months. They said, no, we don't want to see you. Uh, maybe in another month. And I said to myself, to them, the first honest thing I'd said, and that is, I don't think I have a month. Yeah. And what happened was life conspired to bring me to a recovery meeting that night. Yeah. And I'll tell you that free sample would have died on the vine, but I was introduced to a way of life that's allowed me as an action figure who has a tendency to drive off the road to uh, stay on the straight and narrow for 35 years, yes? So whack would have been just a fucking memory after three days probably, but whack, life conspired to bring me into situations that brought me great fortune. I felt I didn't deserve. I started to feel gratitude and thankfulness and I never really lost that sense over 30 something years. So. Uh, even here, I had a distinct, obvious experience or demonstration of something doing for me what I couldn't do for myself on a very huge scale for this action figure, which was active addiction. Active addiction had about 98% of me, truly. It was, uh, I was being used for transportation. I had turned into that which was driving me in human, Catholic, Irish form, so to speak. And people who did what I did could recognize I did it from like a mile away or in clubs and shit. And so uh, I've seen more than, you know, yeah. You don't need, you know, there's not more seeing, there's seeing more, yes. The seeing will open and you'll, there'll be more, see here, a lot of groups that we go to where we were, there would be realizations, yes? Really get wide, more clearer, 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 clearer. Non-duality is this, dun, 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 dun. You see what you used to look from. That's the realization. The realization isn't, I'm super clear on this. The realization is, Jesus, I'm not that which pronounces it super clear. That's the realization. And there's a lot of, there's a relief, it's like the peace or the relief that passeth all understanding. Your logic isn't gonna rec understand the immediacy of being what you're looking for. It's never gonna know, get it, never. So you might as well recognize it and stop trying to teach it a language it can't fucking formulate. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. So anyone have a question there? We're gonna, what time is it now? Foggy, what? I'm not used to having so many people near me in a live event. Uh, we're going to have to check everyone for fucking violent utensils, nor pat them down.
<laughs> All right, anybody? When I need Esteban, Esteban, come here immediately. I'm feeling a perspective threat from my uh, followers. I wish. Uh, I wish I could. Tell him to behave. I'm, I'm, have, I'm watching. I have Amelia. She's uh, she'll take care of everybody. Here. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. So, any Mike? Anybody? Yeah, Lisa has her hand up. Lisa. Okay. We're going to take a couple of questions here and then go. If you want, we go to coffee uh, at the firehouse on uh, Bridgeway in Sausalito. All right, Lisa. Yes. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? <clears throat> I got a little cold. Um, yeah, the pan of the audience was that's, awesome. That's, the best. that's good. I hmm? saw a little, I, the pan of the audience was awesome. It was way too fast. I saw Chris for a second. Hey, Chris. Mm -hmm. And uh, there he is. Hey, Chris. Hey, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and there's Mia. Yay, Mia. I love you, darling. Where's Amelia? Yay, Amelia. Oh, wow. So good to see everybody. Um, there's the money <laughs> there's the money there yay all right y'all put that money big deep in your wallets hey listen that last little i had to write it down man i'm not that that professes it is super clear oh shit that's awesome i love that i don't think i've ever heard you say that before in that exact way it uh it was like a home run honey and i love you so much well, honey, uh, you've been nice enough to bring the uh, walls way in. I can't miss hitting a home run. So. Well, maybe so. All you have to do is be uh, not you, not Paul. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love it. It's hard being Paul. It's I'm terrible. It's extremely terrible. Hard. Time seemed like a heavy, heavy object. Uh, that that is becoming so incredibly clear the the Lisa character is not that much fun and and she is slowly becoming uh inert and unavailable which is just absolutely delightful and so anyway you're the man take oh, care of those ladies take care of me and Amelia and I wish I would be with y'all but hey here I am in Alabama don't worry we're gonna we're gonna have our first uh, community house in Alabama. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're and have retreats in Alabama. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. great to see you. Great to hear you. And I'm not the one that professes to be super clear. Oh, that's <laughs> Love it. We, we uh, yeah, Lisa, you're, you really, I feel you if you're here or not, so that's cool. Eh? You know that you said that a couple of weeks ago. There's an umbilical between here yes. and there, and you know when you said that, Paul, I got such a powerful download, like a huge surge, and 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 it's been with me ever since. Um, not something I generally would talk about, but there it is. Yes, yeah, really really, really grateful. Lisa, anyone else, Mike, or we're gonna yeah. close. Mark Nelson. Hi, Mark. Mark. Yes, Mark. You're muted, Mark. Bathroom break. Yes, everyone. Yeah. Oh, can you? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, hi. Mark. Hi. Hi. 
Uh, just want to share, really. Um, I've been here for a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Last time I fell asleep. Um, so that was great. So uh, um, just want to say thank you, Paul, really. Um, again, um, just like the last, sorry, I can't remember her name, last person that, that spoke. Um, I thought Lisa. it was quite profound. Lisa, sorry, Lisa. Um, what you said about um, the person who thinks uh, we're not the person who thinks they see things clearly. I think I need to, I need to hear that because uh, I, I feel so much better in myself. I have been for months ever since uh, listening to you, Paul. And like I said, I listen to, listen to you um, every week, although I don't come, come on to Satsang, I always catch up. Um, and it's easy to become complacent and then wonder if you're in your head or not in your head, etc. Um, because you, it's almost like um, I felt at one point that I was almost apologizing for feeling at peace or feeling happy. I'll be walking, like walking with my dogs, and I'm smiling and I'm looking at the dogs and I'm like, well, why are you smart? Why are you, why are you smiling? And that's a stupid question. It's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. the head wants to sort of make something out of the fact that I'm, I'm smiling. What the hell? Um, so I recognize that um, I'm feeling a lot, a sense of peace. Mark, Mark, can I just jump in a second? So, yes, yes. What initiated the smile isn't that which is critiquing the smile. Yeah. So, yes. The smile yes, wasn't that's the thought. And yet, then the yes. thought. Um, uh, gets yes. off of it and starts thinking yes. about it. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. mean, but that's the whole story. Yeah, it's great. And, and that's the theme of most things that um, I'm seeing. And I just feel uh, thankful that um, I'm able to sort of uh, recognize this. So I can only continue to travel lighter. Um, and that's enough for me right now because there's so many moving parts in my life right now. And a lot of it's good. Um, I'm joining uh, an organization in two weeks to help with mental health. I feel drawn to that type of thing within the community. So I think I could be of service with my experience. So I would never, don't think I would have sort of moved in that direction prior to um, listen to you and reviewing how things are how i see things etc so it's it's uh there's so many benefits like i say so many moving parts but it's, it feels like i'm able to deal with them but i'm not dealing with them because i'm not owning them so they're happening and it's okay each day each moment is each moment each day is each day so um but like i said thank you for what you said because i you know it just brought another clarity to me in regards to not being complacent um, and not overthinking when when my brain wants to sort of get involved with nothing has no business being involved with because it's coming second from it's, it's never first what I am is first so, yeah. so that's what I say thank you Paul really 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 thank you I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm really grateful and Mike thank you Mike for setting all this up so thank you Thank you, Mark. Really, yeah. This is, uh, you know, it's 
we have vague points about it and super vague, what, wishful conclusions, but I love when it shows that it's working. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. I like to see people travel lighter. Yeah, because- uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and of course, because so much is come, comes out of what's not happening. That mental state dwells in yesterday and tomorrow. And uh, I think there's enough on the plate now then uh, why be uh, bombarded with tons of other menus of past meals and future meals? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Thank hey, you, Mark. Paul. Yeah, you're welcome, Mark. Thank you. Yes. Anyone else? Uh, Jack wants to know if Carrie has any questions. <laughs> to keep them to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie just woke up. Hey, Jack, why did you wake up the sleeping dog? I can't stop. I can't, I can't even help busting his balls when he's sleeping. <laughs> he's getting it the best way by osmosis. No carry to get in the way of the message. Carry, take my suggestion. Go just go back horizontal. Don't say a thing. Just, just, uh, just fall out of the picture of the screen. There you go. Yeah. One, two, slowly like this. Uh, he's he's teaching relaxation easily. <laughs> see, I know he's gonna jump in. All right, Carrie. Uh, look at look at the repose and the peace. You get uh, and then you come up and you just survey. Uh, all's well. <laughs> all's well. Nice to see you, Kerry. Yeah. Anyone else, Mike? No. No, all right. Because we're—it's really cold in here, isn't it? Like we're, we're giving us a talk in a freezer here in Marin County. It snowed in the East Bay. Yes, it snowed. Uh, it snowed uh, in San Francisco also. Did it really? Yes. Wow, snowed that's in LA. Yeah, yeah. Did it hey, stay on the ground? Did it? It's nine degrees where I am. Where? Oh, in Boston. Oh, Boston. Yeah. Yeah, but it's weird that they have blizzard warnings for Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, whatever. That ought to paralyze LA. Good everyone. Hey, Anu, nice to see you, hon. I think I'm. We're gonna get together tomorrow night. Yes. Oh, fantastic! Great. Jesse from in Ireland. There's Jesse, Amelia, everyone. Jesse, everyone's clapping. Uh, Jesse, uh, there's a big Jesse fan club here. Yeah, there you go. An Irish lass. Yeah, we got Jesse. We got Ann, uh, We got Amy from Seattle. Oh, love to see her. Jack, Crispy, Tariq from Dover, New Jersey. John from Florida. Chris H, there he is. Sally Underwood. Chris only works one week out of a year. Guess which one? Chris H. The Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Sally Underwood. 
She's a Roman, a friend from Nessa uh, Amelia, Roman, everyone. Chris, Roman, friend Roman from, uh, remember the, the destiny on the bus, Roman. We were all sitting next to each other. Chris B. Yeah. Uh, let me see, Jack. We got them. Chris H. Emerson from Long Beach. Kerry Hawaii. Mike up in uh, Massachusetts somewhere. Mark Nelson, UK. I don't have a name for this lovely character. I'm looking at Esteban. Paul. Everyone's getting ready to leave. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. It's okay. Bye, house. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. <laughs> we got Alan. Hey, Alan. Hope you're doing well, eh? Good. Yes. Esteban. We got Judy. Gary. Always a pleasure. We got Samer. Uh, Samer. I don't get uh, someone else here. I don't recognize you. A name's not coming up. You have a beard with a beanie on. Nice to see you. Yeah, yes, you, yes. I think oh, I saw you the Here. other day. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see you. Uh Vlad. Oh, Vlad. Yeah, yeah. We spoke the other day. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. There's Amelia. There's Chris. Vlad. Yeah. We have uh let me see. We got Zoe in Arkansas. Warren. He's he's laughing a lot lately. Irene. Martina, nice to see you. Kelly, as always. Rich A. Susan K, my latte lady. I'm going to go get a latte now. Oliver from Berlin. Laurie, Holly, Albert, Johannes, Shannon. Great name. Hey, thank you. If I missed you, I apologize. Have a wonderful day. Remember, Rule 62 don't take yourself so seriously. Stay warm, Paul. I Thanks, am. Paul. I'm warm. All right. Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye, Thanks, everyone. Bye, bye. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Everybody. Have a good Thank day. you, Carrie. I was writing bye. stuff about you in the chat. Oh, he's gone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>